Token Smart Podcast, another special episode. Really excited to be sitting here with Max Osiris. Him and I don't necessarily run in the same circles. We were just chatting a little bit before here, but I know, you know, he was hot when I sort of came onto the scene. And then, like, it seems like some stuff went down and got booted from a, a couple of the big crypto art platforms. And based on what I've seen, it seems like he was holding down Rarible, maybe not single handedly, but, you know, essentially put them on the map in, in some aspects. And now it seems like he's back in action. I saw him communicating with Super Rare and Known Origin and, and seems like whatever went down is worked out. So I'm always a sucker for an interesting person, an interesting conversation. So I'm totally stoked to be joined by Max today and sort of get like the the background of what went down, man. So you don't have to like do some sort of crazy introduction, but just wanted to say thank you, dude, for for hopping on with me and sitting down to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, man. Appreciate uh, you having me on. I'm like, I haven't really talked much about it. And especially from like sort of <laughs> there's there's been this like strange divide in the crypto art world, I feel like. So it's like it's cool talking to people from like the other the other side, you know, it's like, hey, because there's like, you know, for better or worse, I feel like there's a lot of politics that's kind of like got into the space. No, totally, man. And, and, you know, I think that's that's one of like my goals, too, is sort of like bridging that gap and everything, because in my head, I like to think that I, I haven't chosen sides, but I realized that in the career path that I have chosen, I have like aligned myself with people who are like considered to be on one side of the fence or another. And, and that's just like sort of the way it goes. But I like to think of myself as as an open minded person. And, and I, I'm honestly genuinely interested in your story and i do do own a piece of art of yours man normally your shit is out of my price range except the potato i th saw you putting up uh <laughs> earlier but uh i the ticket that you made for the first ever virtual crypto art show in crypto voxels which was probably what over a year ago now oh yeah november, um, november 2019 i mean like that's not even a year ago man this oh, this Holy so shit. Fast, right i mean that's like stone age yeah, it really is. Um, so anyway, man, so that's right around the time that I came on to this scene and everything. And yeah, you were like the, the hottest shit back then. Not to say you're not hot shit now, but, uh, it, you know, it, things, it was a long, long time ago now. So so do you mind, man? Take, take me back. I, I come on the scene November. It seems like you're at top of your game, right? Or, or maybe not, man. Fill in the, some of the blanks for me. Yeah, man. Okay, so it's it's interesting to kind of like go back into the history of this thing you know because like basically i was living in florida a lot of sort of like dramatic things happen in my life and i was kind of like rebuilding and i was just making art basically like at my mom's house like i was just i was just like doing crypto art um you know and this was like uh this is back in the heyday and i remember like the prices were like still pretty low you know um like there's a few days I think I was like putting up, you know, I think I remember like two days and I was like, I just put like three pieces up a day. And I was just like, just making whatever I like found interesting and putting it up and was doing like really well on super rare, you know, comparatively speaking, because I had basically decided that I want to be a full-time crypto artist, right? I was just like, this is, this is all, this is what I want to do. And, um, you know, there wasn't much, there wasn't like that much money in it. So I was just like, okay, can it be done? Well, I'll, you know, I'm just gonna like hoist the title upon myself of like full-time crypto artist. That's it. Let's do it. 
right? right. Uh, so I was just like making art, putting it out there. Like the prices were, you know, like still kind of, I was just basically like saved up everything that I made from crypto art. I remember I had like, I don't know, maybe like, you know, whatever that is in ether, like maybe like eight, nine hundred dollars or something like that. And that was like everything to my name. And I was like, you know what? I want to do an art. I want to do an art show because I had a I have a good friend of mine who runs like one of the baddest galleries here in downtown LA. And they they do some like amazing stuff. You know, they kind of got like they got that that right sort of like street cred. And then also, you know, there are people who come through or sort of like socialites. It's like a really interesting scene. So I called them up. Yeah about a week uh before and i was like hey let's um let's do the crypto art show and he's like yeah i'm down so i basically like plowed every single thing that i made from my crypto art sales to like put on the show because i wanted to i kind of wanted to put it like the whole thing on a map like you said you know i think one of the like big challenges is getting people into the space who might not know the the, the technicals of it you know or are like well you know how do i buy with ether what's ether that kind of stuff um and i think that's one of the like exciting challenges of, of, you know, current times is sort of bridging the normal art world into crypto. Um, so I thought, hey, let's do the show. And it was actually really amazing because so many people came together from online and like really uh, helped me put it on like Sparrow and uh, Matthew from Scent, like uh, a lot of money. Like I really felt for the first time in a long time that I was like part of a community of, of people who like really cared. So um, I'm glad you have something from that show. Like I'm really thrilled about how it all, you know, came together because we had uh, Martin Fisher there, you know, Brecky bought uh, on Bitcoin. It was a big party. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people got excited. And, you know, we kind of what I thought was like the first like crypto art show, you know, that was like in a real gallery. Um, you know, and like to me, the people who uh, I only had like a week to put it together. So I just like, like reached out to people on Twitter and was like, hey, can I like print a piece of yours? And it was kind of, you know, the presentation is kind of like uh, odd in the sense that they were like prints. They were like museum quality prints that I made. Um, there's still a bunch of them available. Actually, I have it like about just keeping it in a time capsule. And then like 10 years from now, I'm just being like, hey, look, there's Jai Vinci. Here's, uh, you know, <laughs> here's some like early stuff. Print it out. Because uh, by that point, I'm sure it's all going to be on screens. No, that's so, yeah, that's why I bought the ticket, man. It, and I was early into the NFT and like Ethereum game at that point. And I, I forget how much it cost, but I know it like basically like wiped me out. I was only sitting on like 20 or 30 bucks worth of Ethereum. But I as soon as that concept came out, I was like, here we go, man. This is this is the beginning of something right here. And enough other people are seeing what I'm seeing that you know this is this is this is a historic a historic event that i want to have like you know the commemorative ticket of you know in, in my wallet moving forward and everything so i i mean I, I think a lot of people were on the same wavelength and and knowing that it was not necessarily going to be like the perfect streamlined event like right out of the gate but just sort of like almost like a proof of concept like how many people are really interested in this thing and mm -hmm. Like we were saying, man, that was like prehistoric times back then and drew like a pretty significant crowd. I remember watching the live stream of the event, like at the actual in real life event. And, you know, people were in crypto voxels at the same time. And uh, I feel like that was right around the time where like this space, like really, really started to get exciting. Um, 
So, so what happened after that, man? I mean, I assume you got like some positive feedback and and everything. It it seemed like it was very successful. People were interested. There was like a decent amount of like buzz about it, uh, you know, on social media and everything. Uh, Did you feel like uh, motivated after that or was it like not what you had hoped it would be or, or yeah, what, what happened afterwards? I I was thrilled with it. I, you know, like there's a, there's a podcast I did with uh, Matthew from Scent right afterwards. And like, you, you can probably like listen to that and like hear my like excitement. Cause I was actually really excited for the space too. Cause I could like, it was interesting. Cause like, there's a, like there's a few moments that weekend where I was like, I was basically hanging out with Martin Fisher, you know, cause he's been kind of holding down like Bitcoin cafe and everything over in, in Prague and um, you know, the Institute of crypto anarchy and stuff. And like, and we're just kind of like hanging out and I could feel that we both felt the like the bigness of what we were doing or like what this yeah. was about, you know, and so much of it touches on kind of like what people, you know, harp on, um, you know, in the Bitcoin sphere and Ethereum uh, about decentralization aspects like there. This is like a cultural revolution, you know, um, and I could it was really cool because during that weekend, like I really got to to kind of like taste it and see it, you know, that we're like on the precipice of something really big. Um, and then, so I was hanging out with Martin, you know, the show ended. Um, I had to fly back to Florida, but I, I like at the same time, you know, I was like, I think, I think I'm just gonna stay here in LA. So, but I didn't really have any means or, or anywhere to stay. So I basically just kept doing art. And like every single day I would like make some art and that would cover my like stay, you know. So like, Damn, I didn't have. Where are you staying? Um, I ended up staying at Potshare mostly. Um, okay. Which is like, uh, it's cool out here in LA. It's like you get a little pod. Um, you know, you share it with a bunch of people. Uh, so there's like a little bit of community. Uh, but yeah, I was just basically like, you know, arting and then just using that to like eat and stay. And like, and I just did that every single day basically for like, for a few months. Um, and then uh, I reconnected with like a friend, so I ended up staying in his place. And then the whole like super rare thing went down. Like, um, like I remember, I remember like walking because I, I there was like there's like a kind of like a major philosophical sort of like I think discussion that was happening or a series of them, right? And a lot of it had to do with like copyright. So mm. for me from my perspective, like I kind of saw them like get scared by copyright and they're kind of like, oh, well, we're a company, we have to like do the, you know, these things, blah, blah, blah. But like to me and like, especially Robness, obviously, we're such like proponents of like remix culture and sort of, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. and I still, uh, to this day, like this stuff is kind of getting figured out and I actually kind of like, um, I'm interested to see how like Rarible is gonna handle it with their like new Rari token and sort of like, uh, they're going to try to get sort of like the stakeholders to sort of figure out because you know one of the one of the major issues is is like you know people kind of tokenizing something they just like found online kind of like these like weird right you know get rich quick schemes I guess um, is that where the bottom fell out with super rare like something over copyright because well, you know obviously you're on there and then you were not. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the stuff like so even after the uh, one of the pieces I made was like, you know, like a a Drake piece. um, And 
like I was mixing a lot of stuff, right? Like, so even um, I was doing like my psycho wave pieces. There's like a few of those, right? And like my, to me, I just basically would put on like, um, literally I was just like sitting at a coffee shop one day and I was like, I wonder if psycho wave is a thing. And I like Googled it and, uh, and I was like, sure enough, somebody like made this like psytrance, you know, mix called psycho wave. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna put this on. And I just like rocked out to it and I just like, Photoshop like as fast as I could, like as much shit as I could. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna call this like the birth of Psychowave. Um, which is just like tons of like visual noise and stuff, you know. But I was like right. basically mixing a, a whole bunch, like, you know, tons of yeah. things. So to me, I was uh like when when Zach at Super Air was just like, Well, you gotta, you know, you gotta like sight. And I'm like, I now I kind of like get where they were coming from, but you know, he was like, You gotta like uh I think I think they got a little uh scared by the copyright thing or in their own liability and especially with the blockchain um you know and i think the same thing maybe kind of happened to like known origin is so like i've talked to to known origin recently because i'm back on there you know and i think they were just i think they were just like i think both bands were kind of like knee-jerk reactions really yeah. and you know and we sort of fought it out over twitter uh a lot, um, but the thing is, you know, and this is kind of just like, if you're gonna build a community online, I guess it's like, it's the growing pains of like realizing this is, um, I felt really connected after I talked to, you know, John at uh, Super Rare and, um, you know, and I realized there's just like human beings on the other side of the screen you know and they're just trying to do their best and they have their own like problems to deal with that are probably like way bigger than you know uh because because they're actually like managing communities you know especially artists you know artists have like giant egos and <laughs> i don't know you what know you're what talking I mean? about man no giant <laughs> egos sitting here with, <laughs> between you and i <laughs> but, i mean I'm, I'm guilty of the same shit you know what i mean like oh I, me too man like when i when i was in uh so like the super rare thing was super interesting because I remember it was like I was like walking down the street, you know, and I was like, and I was thinking, I was like, because I could feel it that there's the, you know, and I was like, do I want to bite the hand that feeds? You know, because this is like they were they were providing my, you know, the yeah. bulk of, of my income, you know. And I was just, and especially because I didn't really have any other backup plans or anything like that. I was just like, man, do I bite the hand that feeds over something that I like, I think is important, which is kind of like this, you know, philosophical sort of copyright thing. And totally. And do, I, do you stand up for what you believe in or do you, uh, you sort of bend and take the money? Is, is that like basically what you're saying? Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so at that point I was just like, well, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out how to, yeah. how to do without, you know, uh, super rare, uh, you know, and it was really kind of edgy for me because like my whole, you know, like how I was living was based and still is like to this day. I was just like, I live off of my crypto art, you know, yeah. um, but I was just like, ooh. So this was like an ideological difference. They were basically like, you got to stay more on top of like citing your shit. And you were basically like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, and not saying like either one side is right or wrong, but that was basically like the crux of the fallout um at the time right like it's so interesting because because everything kind of changes with perspective and with time um at the time that's what it seemed to be about right and people were kind of like and then robinus uh tokenized the bitcoin logo and the ethereum logo on there you know um which is basically like you know sort of the 
right. you know, the, the urinal, um, boom, just like right. those up. And, I, and, I, and from like, because I was doing a lot of that kind of stuff too, like um, just sort of like, what can I get away with? Uh, what is art? Yeah. You know, and so I totally, I totally got what he was doing, you know, but to them, I think it seemed like, like gallery space or something you know what i mean like because there because yeah. there is that and i kind of now i appreciate them for it you know they're like they're curating and they're trying to like their place in in the entire like crypto art scene i mean i would say they you know they kind of like i'm thankful for them and their existence through and through because like they pioneered shit you know that uh we're now sort of you know, like Rarible and all these others are kind of coming on, but like they, you know, and I remember like two years ago, this whole space was so different, you know, it's like, uh, I started like tokenizing these things and like, no one really even like knew, Gee, like, or, yeah, yeah, they're just like, okay, this is kind of weird, you know, like they're, they're in there. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, man, like a lot of your art that I've seen from the sidelines, almost like, it, it's I don't know what you would call it, man. Like, um, like of a different like brand or type, or whatever. It almost seemed like like in the moment type of shit. Like whatever was going on, like right then or right there, you were able to like somehow like spin that up into a piece of tokenized art that people like seem to gravitate towards because uh, a lot of your stuff was like sort of sort of like what you had described earlier with like the music or whatever. Like something would just like spontaneously occur to you you would throw it out there and people i i felt like people just really dug that like real raw like vibe that you were kicking out um and and dude you're you're talking to a a, a troll himself right here man and i think if i was an artist i would absolutely be like sort of trolling some of these platforms as well and seeing what i could get away with and and also just like just sort of fucking around with people and seeing like okay if that sells let's push it one step farther. Will this sell? And, and, you know, just sort of like almost like stream of consciousness type of art. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't, I'm not trying to put you in a box or anything, but I guess that's just sort of like the vibe I was getting from the sideline. And, and so I can, I guess in some ways I can see how like someone who went to art school for their entire lives would be like, this is just some dude like trolling us or something. But on the other hand, you clearly have tapped into something because well, hang on, let me back up a second. So did the, so, so I was getting to the point where I'm like, somehow the bottom fell out and you survived and are back and everything. So clearly <laughs> you have like a loyal fan base and like, an, you know, never, you know, say die type of attitude and everything. Did the same type of shit basically go down with known origin? Is, is that like a totally separate story or is that in super rare? Like they're sort of one in the same in terms of like, you know how the bottom fell out with them well i think okay so the way it happened with super rare is just like i want to tokenize something um and actually right before i got <laughs> right before i got banned i made this one piece and it was basically just like a, a crudely translated like chinese thing this is like this is my last piece on super rare right and it was sort of like a prescient thing and and then right. uh, i went to like tokenize another like something new and i was like contract exception thrown or something like that you know basically i'm like okay well i'm no longer whitelisted to to create art on their contract you know and that was uh and i never really got like the reason 
for it. Okay. You know, there's just um, and same thing with known origin. Like I never really knew why I was booted. Really, like um, you know, and, and we've talked about that sense of just like, oh well, there's probably a better way to handle it and actually communicate about it. <laughs> you know, because um, I think the thing that happened, uh, like the known origin stuff, had to do with like something different. I think they just got, I got like accused of like some <laughs> some really bananas things on Twitter. Um, and people were like is this true like so i was kind of i don't know they're like some wild shit dude i don't know if you like want to get into that i'm certainly not going to pry and we can even edit yeah. out <laughs> me asking you this question but um if, if you want to address it totally cool if not i'm not trying to like put you on the spot or like dig too too deep or anything but you, you feel like the known origin was a result of what all that stuff separately from the super rare thing yeah because i think to them they're just like who the who is this guy you know because like yeah. at the time i don't i mean if, if you're around or like whoever was around like at the time it's like some people were like trying to make me out to be like public enemy number one you know and and i was just like okay this is strange um you know and they were and they were kind of like oh this guy we don't know about this guy like and he can just tokenize anything on our platform like right. let's just let's just yank his access you know and I, you know, and but the thing that really sucked at that time is like that was basically how I was like making like money for for gas and for food because I was essentially like driving around the country trying to figure out like who was after me because that was actually happening on Twitter. Um, it's not. Uh, yeah. So and then I was just like, well, I can't tokenize with them either. So I was just like, fuck. Now you know. Now what? Um, Enter rareable, right, or, or something. <laughs> that, that's what it seems like. Pretty much, man. Yeah. So it, um, yeah, I love rareable and like kind of the, the, um, you know, Robness and I are are like super team rareable because um, he's still not, ex you know, he's not back on super rare still. I'm the only one who was like let back on because I think I was also like, um, I think Robness, just in my, you know, he's a good friend of mine. Like we talk all the time. Um. Because we're both kind of like, he, he's the first person that honestly like came onto the scene and started like making these like waves. And you know, he's the first person who was just like pricing his pieces at like you know million dollars or something like that. And I think the rest of the crypto artists were just like, the f "What you're insane, right?" And like, <laughs> and for me, I was just kind of like, "Yeah, like that's not insane." Yeah. Like, this is this is where it's heading you know and so to me i was yeah. like this guy has vision he he's the only other guy that i know of in this space as an artist who knows where this is going because he's seen like things like this before you know from a lot of different perspectives yeah. he's like he was there with, with like the whole bitcoin thing like for me i remember there was a period of time um last year like like last year where i was just like man this is like i really saw these pieces of art like bitcoins you know what i mean like the yeah and I think they they very well might be they become that you know but but it's more interesting because it's art and it's sort of like has a lot more to do with identity and sort of like you know here are the pieces that I that I have and you know why why do people you know go to Christie's and stuff and you know pay ninety million dollars for a Hockney or whatever you know so much of it is tied into right. that kind of thing um, and now we're in this like wild wild west 
of of like crypto art and i'm just like to me i'm you know i'm all in i've been all in for for a while um because i think the the opportunity and the wave and like even you know like uh Ischiat, like he's he's making big waves he just like resold some pieces you know and like he's making returns like other than the fact that he's got like a you know a crypto startup that's like rocking and rolling like he's proving you know that like holy shit this is like you can make so much money on this you know and this is this is the aspect of it too that is you know kind of jarring as far as like finance meets art you know because art from from like uh you know you can talk about art all day or what it is or where it comes from or uh you know but then when you start to the way that i see it is like art has always held this like super special place in in consciousness and then sort of like the it got co-opted by like the gallery world you know and sort of you know the, the the dirty things about the art world then it's like a big money laundering scheme for the ultra wealthy and you know things like this um but no one really talks about that and it's, you know it's just like oh yeah this is just i'm shit i should, probably shouldn't even talk about my awareness of the fact that that happens in the art world you know <laughs> but um where where, where when yeah, you got uh when you got sort of booted from so those things happen like somewhat close together it sounds like or, or maybe known origin and super rare uh getting the boot from them they Some, that yeah somewhat, sort of... somewhat close together i think within like a month or so like it's so like honestly i was like driving around trying to trying to keep myself safe and um my friend safe and like Damn, dude, it was like that yeah it was like that man i mean because here's the thing is like you know money power uh i basically you know like in my in my in my artistic endeavors i like basically like tripped a whole bunch of wires um of all these things that we're kind of like living inside of you know and yeah like that's still kind of ongoing and it has to do with like who has you know authority and money and power and you know and like i feel like and what they're able to do with it you know and crypto i think is like a, a good sort of attack on it but at the same time it also Reperpetuates a lot of the same problems. No. Yeah, man. I mean, the the comparison to the Wild West, I feel like, sums it up perfectly. So, so when you got when you realize, so known origin, super rare, give you the boot. Rareable at that time, I assume, was in its infancy. Are you like bugging out, wondering what you're gonna do at this point, and thinking like, now I'm totally fucked? Or are you like, my my audience is you know with me enough that I can pivot somewhere else until like the the you know shit settles? Or like you know where where's your head at at that point? I mean, it was it was just basically like just trying God, to get by. I mean, yeah, trying to get by, but at the same time, like. A lot of people did come through and support like me and robness and like uh, um oh man we haven't even like talked about like whale shark he came on this like he jumped on that bandwagon you know and he's like he's like he basically i think i was there's like a tweet where he's just like look max osiris is like the world's most awful human being you know like here's proof you know and i'm just like right. dude like 
all right on top of that you know like he was yeah. he's trying to fucking flex his you know flex his money and flex his balls to like try to like destroy me you know and i'm just like dude i'm just trying to keep myself alive and trying to figure out what's going on or like why i just got doxxed and all this different shit, you know and um yeah it was i mean it's such a it's such a like a bananas thing to to even try to untangle even like months from now you know um well just dude that was one of the reasons why i was interested in bringing you on because uh, you know I, maybe you're not at the point where you can say like finally the the dust has settled and you've come out the other side but something has clearly you know you've been doing some work behind the scenes or something because either people have come to the conclusion that your art is legit or or maybe there have been some compromises or like you know stories have been debunked like how how are we like back on the other side of things where platforms are, are scooping you back up um well I, I think there's like a I think there's a mutual respect there, you know, like I feel like especially more now that we're like maturing into the space, like I, I see what tremendous strides like Super Air has done for the entire space, you know, and like and, you know, the stuff that they have to deal with is very different than stuff that I have to deal with. And it's like I think there's just like a mutual understanding that we like built each other in a sense, you know, like so they're they're happy to have me back on there because i'm you know i'm a pretty big part of the history of of this you know of their platform and this whole space and like so, well, so I'm, did I'm you just get a point where you're like i i gotta i gotta start reaching back out to these people or did like you know what i mean how did it uh how did it come together because it seemed like you were doing just fine on rareable i, I mean like i was saying man it seemed like the, the rareable name sort of has become like intertwined with yours uh while all that was going on and then uh i don't know man i i mean i'm thinking about what you're saying uh, about like money and and power and everything and i i hate to like be like a super skeptic or whatever but i'm like if you weren't crushing it on on rareable would the rest of the platforms care <laughs> that much you know what i mean and you know not not saying anything like negative about your relationship with them and everything but i'm like dude i you know good for you for like knuckling up going somewhere else and just doing your thing and you know what you and i both know man money talks and you know had you gone over to rarible and just said like fucking given up or like fizzled out or, or everything um i don't know man i i know the guys over at known origin i know the guys at super rare i'm not saying anything bad about any of these guys they're all like you know pretty solid dudes who like you said man they, they're trying to do the best that they can and got their own stuff going on but um you know i i i just wonder about things like that so so were you just crushing it over there and eventually just like you know you know fuck it i'll reach back out to them and see if we can open up the conversation or how did it come about uh, so yeah, with with Super Hair was interesting because like we we were kind of you know we we're like on our sides of the spectrum and kind of like watching the other side I think and um, like one of the things that happened is like uh, there's like a DM and they thought I was a different Max and I like and I think it was just I don't know you know I've I've done a thing like this after a few beers or something you know and they they like they messaged me and I was like hey, this is you know it's like aren't we enemies you know and so like so i kind of like called that out on twitter and we we're kind of like you know 
to to take responsibility man like i was i was a dick to that whole team like for a while when it was going down you know like i, I was definitely not uh you know i wasn't i wasn't the proper gentleman um <laughs> uh by any means and uh you know i think they kind of like ended up taking that personally and there's all those different things but uh we kind of just like lobbed a few things across the wall to each other a few times you know and mm -hmm. then like um John reached out and was like, "Hey, you know, let's maybe have a conversation." So I was like, "Yeah, let's do that." Because honestly, I like I miss being back on Super Rare, you know. Like, yeah, I I, I love the platform, and um, you know, I love tokenizing there, and I, I and I like the I really like the like, you know. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what my art is worth. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then like the fact that like some of the um, some of the whales or some of the curators can kind of be like, okay, well, that's, and, and it determines like the value of the art. I actually appreciate that aspect of it, you know, because for Rarible, honestly, like I kind of like had to, on Rarible, I was just like, I have no idea like what this is. And like, I felt like I just, like I had to kind of like price it to where it would sell. And at the same time okay. where it still maintained like a, you know, the, its value and like, so that was just a lot of trial and error on my part. <laughs> and I kind of like, you know, I would like, I would bike to the, I would bike to the park. I would like get on my laptop, you know, and like create something and I would like put it up and I'd be like, well, man, I, you know, I, and it's like, you know, what is the valuation of art? It's somewhere between zero and, and priceless. So, um, yeah, I just sort of like over trial and error kind of like, figured out what to price my things where I could like sell them and I could keep kind of, you know, eating. <laughs> and that's what like a yeah. lot of, uh, there's like, have you ever seen, is it Pulp Fiction or something? Or is like, uh, yeah, I think it's Pulp Fiction. I think it's a uh, Christopher Walken's character who's talking about like the mice, um, you know, they're drowning. In, I don't even know. I'm going to fuck this up, but it's like, you know, they're, they're drowning in the, in the cream or something until, the one mice just like the one mouse just starts running, 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 and turns it into whatever. Turns into butter or whatever. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something exactly. Like, right? like I feel like rareable is like that. It's just like I just had to like keep going and kind of like just make shit. And then this is and this is the thing for like for I feel like for an artist is like and this is like a really important part of my process is to like not get typecast into my own sort of thing. You know, I mean, I think like one of the worst thing you can do is just like you're known for this one thing and then everyone expects it. And then you got to like just keep per like yeah. throwing up, you know, <laughs> like that sucks. That's like as yeah. bad as, it, you know. Um, so like kind of reinventing and being like, OK, well, what do I really want to make? Like, what is my art? You know, and I think this is like this is the, the crux of the, the entire like crypto art space is. Um, like ex like the truest expressions of your heart you know and you just and you put it out there and like to this day like every you know I've, I've sold so much and and but the thing is is like and that and the selling of the piece is like important because it's it like kind of like validates you know me as an artist right. same time like every single time i put something out i'm just like i have no idea if this is going to be good or not like you know what i mean like it's kind of like putting it out and it doesn't get any easier for me at all because I'm just like I think this might be shit, you know. <laughs> and I just like, and I still talk. No, I know, man. That that's that's always the mystery, man. I I you know don't do the 
same type of thing that you do but i feel like i've encountered the same thing where it's like sometimes you just you try so hard to put something out and it's like crickets and then sometimes you do something like you're half paying attention to you lob it out there and it just takes off like wildfire and it's it's really hard to pinpoint sometimes like what people are going to gravitate to and what resonates with people and everything uh over the course of this yeah go ahead and i just i like i just want to um like in that you know i'm like the whole trash art movement, you know, I'm like so much, I got to give like so much props to Robness, you know, because like now it's sort of, it is, it is a major part of the crypto art culture, you know, yeah. um, but the thing is, is like, can you just imagine him, you know, he's like going to put up a piece of, you know, a, a garbage can on the, on, on super rare, you know, and it's like, it's such a, it's such a, impressive thing that it was actually he like as one man you know um like that it's, it's funny because it's like um there's like a, a chinese uh crypto art exhibition right around the same time um that like the la show was going on and um i was asked to do like three pieces and one of them is um the artist as one man and it's kind of this like uh conceptually i think it's this like idea because it's basically like many of me's behind me like billions of me's behind me right so it's sort of like okay i guess in a spiritual sense it's like you know you're no different than i am like as a human being right but then like an artist as an artist like you're you're always basically kind of like standing in this in this place you know where you're like bringing forward something that you just there is no way to guarantee that it's you know how it's going to be received so it's always like vulnerable you know like every single time i tokenize i'm just like and i go through it, i'm just like god damn it like have i lost it have i you know am i like is this crap you know am i like now going to be in the in the dustbin of history um because you know i put like a, an ad on a dega or something and i thought that was like kind of clever but then you know, no one else gets it other than like Eskiat yesterday. He 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 snatched those. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's the beautiful thing. Like once right. you get, and I keep talking to. Um, do you know much about like uh, Warhol and like history? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like I keep uh, like I keep uh, telling him he's the he's the Irving Bloom, you know, because um, basically like uh, Warhol walked into you know. Like I think Bloom's gallery. I'm I'm not even sure I'm like relating the story super accurately, but basically like Bloom looked at these cans, you know, like 64 cans. Right. Um, you know, and he's just like, okay, um That's bullshit. I'll give you a thousand dollars for all of them, you know. And at the time, yeah. like Andy, Andy's, you know, probably just like, Yeah, I need to eat. Like, I know that feeling. And he just takes um uh, so he buys all these cans and then like, and this is in the BBC documentary, like Irving Bloom is talking about his experience and he's like, he's sitting in his art gallery with these cans, you know, cause he's like, he, he bought them, didn't really quite know probably, he probably wanted to help out, a, you know, an artist partly, but he was like sitting with these cans and he had this like profound moment of realization about like how profound they were, you know? So he was like the person to like really see the genius of Andy Okay. you know and, and this is where i feel like to me in the in the sort of like in the in the hero's journey of where the collector fits in 
I think there's like the collectors who see something that then, you know, because like for me, like Heathskiat, uh, even when I was on Rarible, like he was buying most. There's there's a few there's a few collectors that like kind of were like, oh, I'm gonna snatch this up, snag this up, right? That's it's funny. Like here's actually Shane reaching out, right? I'm like, I love the I love the relationships that. I get to build and I love the people who kind of like through thick and thin just like see the thing because I'm like I think historically and like we all look at the hands and we're like oh wow this is it but like it was just a guy sitting in a gallery right like one night right. just being like, hmm, these are soup cans right and it's kind of like I feel that same thing about even like the trash art movement you know it's like it's got to be really profound for like to be like yo I'll put this up and now there's like an entire movement and that's kind of like rareable in a, in a lot of ways um, was like uh, it was an answer to the sort of it, it's felt like a rebellion and it still does like there's still so much of like yo like art isn't just about the money art is about like trash and I say I say this is art and, and I'm gonna photo mosh it you know and it's like so much of that but I feel like that was like Robin's domain. He's kind of like he's. I feel like he going forward. He's like the king of that, you know. Like yeah. in a in a weird way, like me being back on like super rare known origin. I'm kind of you know. I'm kind of like because I just want to like I just want to be able to play in all the areas, you know. Like yeah. I just want access. I just want. Um, but I feel like Robin's is is still holding it down as sort of the like the 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 rebel, you know. And I do. Yeah. And I do that too, you know, sort of, but in my own ways, we have different styles. Anyway, I'm rambling. No, dude, the world needs people like that, man, to continue to like push the boundaries and make people, you know, ask questions and everything. And I, would you like, maybe this is like a broad generalization, but I, I feel like the quote unquote, like the trash art movement is almost like the convergence of like, memes and art and crypto like sort of all together because a lot of it seems like a direct response to something that you would often see like a meme for except these are like slightly more sophisticated memes with like deeper meanings that are like tokenized on the blockchain and everything but like I, I feel like if we're talking about like art history like you know with contemporary art there's just not like the ability to crank out something so instantaneously and release it publicly to the point where it's like relevant like up to the hour you know what i mean or or something like yeah. that uh do you and so I, i'm just 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 a question i mean do you feel like that's like a somewhat accurate character characterization or do you feel like it goes a lot deeper than that i mean all of the above you know i feel like that's kind of like we're living through right now we're like living through this thing like I always think about things from like some part of me is always thinking about things from like a historical perspective you know like uh, everything I go into I kind of uh, especially now having been through the crypto art scene and like it's it's interesting because it's like an entire storybook but you realize it's only happened within the last like year or two years you know and it's like wow it's so rich and like you like what you're saying the ability to like put out art at such a scale um so rapidly like we've never like i'll say it like this right last year probably around this time i was um i started uh playing with ketamine 
for the first time in my life. And there was just this like one night where I was, I was like, I was on, on ketamine and I like, I, I saw, I sort of like felt what Ethereum was. And it was such an, it was such an interesting thing. Cause it didn't really like, it didn't fit any of the things, right? Like it was like, it's like, and, and you can kind of see it. It's like, it's a, it's a financial system meets a religion meets a way of like supporting yourself. Um, and I just, I just like, what we're all swimming in is so complex and so much deeper than everything we've already known, you know? And I think that's the, that's the promise of this space is, is yeah. like, there was a few times where I really felt, I was like, wow, like I am actually causing an, an effect in the world and I can see it. And I can see it like on Twitter and I can see it in my life. You know, it's like, it, it touches on that like very primal thing that I think we all want, which is like to, to matter and to know that we're like, we're doing something that's actually having uh, a meaningful a meaningful effect in the world, you know? And um, yeah, and then, you know, now we're sort of, it's 2020, crypto, finance, uh, you know, like, things are getting so complicated um and, and but also so interesting you know um dude totally man i, I mean i i agree with you and and i i feel like that's what everyone who is like super fans of this space in general sort of picks up on the same vibe man and and you know you threw out the term like revolution and and I feel like, you know, to some people that probably sounds very trite, but I, I do feel like when you're in the inner inner of like this space and you see like the potential of how this can change the world and how passionate people are about it, like it, it doesn't sound trite to like you or me, you know what I mean? We, we see like the yeah. potential of like where this can lead it. And, and, and I'm sure you do too, man. Like every now and again, like someone comes out of left field with an idea utilizing these exact same concepts that we're familiar with that you would have never thought of in like a million years. And you're like, oh shit, we can do that too. Like <laughs> with all this, uh, you know, technology and everything. So um, I feel you, man. I, and I, I think a lot of people like are on that same wavelength. Um, so So here you are, man, back on back on known origin, back on super rare, do you feel like, you know, in the midst of like all that has gone down and getting back on these platforms, are you, did the world move closer to you and is like more accepting of like your style of art? Have you uh, changed or grown? Maybe grown is not like the necessarily correct word, but like, you know, switched your style or adjusted your technique or are you, and maybe that's just like the natural like evolution of things. Like, you know, what sort of set the table for me now? Um, I don't know, man. Like for probably like for the rest of my life, I'll, 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 you know, I'll be like, what happens when I do this? You know, like, and that's, and that's basically like, I get in front of my like laptop and I'm just like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. You know, just, <laughs> I don't know. And it's like, and it's just like, it takes a life of its own in a way. I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm on art's ride, you know? Yep. Like, 
it's not so yeah there's it's something something deeper and something bigger and i kind of i guess in a way like i get to explore like my own consciousness in a way through art um because what uh like uh do you know who terence mckenna is no help me out man so terence mckenna was this this cat he's like um one of my, one of my favorite people in history um, but he was basically a psychonaut, you know, in the last century. Um, and I think, I think he just saw things and experienced things in such a profound, deep way. Like to me, he's sort of like the new pharmacological version of who Jesus would have been, you know, <laughs> to me, uh, in the, in the sense of like, here's this dude who's like super tapped in and he's talking about things that we don't even have language for. Man, I, I, I like went off on, on my own, like Terrence McKenna. Oh, but he there's a there's one talk where he talks about the good, the true, and the beautiful, and I think it's like it's such a it's such a cool talk. Um, and the way he says it is, he references Plato as basically founded all of modern philosophy, and he says, you know, what's good, what's true, and the and the what's beautiful, and the what's beautiful is the most sort of directly felt sense. So because we're so far from God, he says, you know, because we're just monkeys, um, that's the best radar we have in navigating this thing. Because even with all the like super rare and the known origins and, you know, everyone's like got their own perspective, their own biases, their own things, you know, uh, even like whale shark, you know, like all, all these. And, and I, you know, I'm like, he's just a dude doing his thing, just like I am. Okay. Um, you know and then like somehow through this and this is to me like art is such an interesting thing and being a crypto is such an interesting thing because like it is sort of you know like i'm not a corporation you know but i am like uh i am an association of what's associated with my art you know or what's associated yeah. with like my relationship right, your brand gallery. yeah exactly, right i'm like i didn't even want to say the b word because i'm just like yeah like yeah but it's the and that's the thing that kind of carries through and becomes an in inseparable part of like the artists you know so it's like and it's it's bananas for for me to like think about myself as like this thing in other people's consciousnesses that exists you know and and for some i'm viewed as you know a hero and someone viewed as a villain you know and i'm just like wow that's fascinating that like max osiris is all things you know and then increasingly right. more, just like i'm just me yeah like increasingly more so in the public space so like to me that's a lot that's a lot of the artistry in this whole thing is just like who is max osiris you know i'm like who am i as who i'm calling myself as max osiris you know but that like that gets kind of yeah, that's like a mushroom trip, you know. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting, man, because I have not minted a thing in my entire life, but I, yeah. I find myself like all your shit like really resonating with me because, uh, you know, I'm in the same boat in terms of like all of a sudden I'm like a fairly like public figure within this space, and you know, shit I say, you know, people remember that and come back to me with it and you know people are forming perceptions of me in their head and everything and 
it, it is, man. It's a trip to realize that, like, you know, it, it, in my head, I'm just being me and doing my thing. And you would assume that everyone would see you the same way as you see you or, or something like that. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the, the more public you get, the more you realize, like, uh, you know, some some people are, you know, down to roll and think you're the man. And some people think you're like a cocky douchebag and you just got to sort of like ride the ride the fence. Right. Like as, as uh as much as you can dude how does it do you see yourself as like someone who needs to because i i guess i just picture you like and mad respect man for for the grind you were on when you were living in la and then shit went down you're driving around the country i mean you know you gotta have some guts to do what you're doing or be a little bit crazy or like a little bit of both uh like do you see yourself as like someone who like sort of needs to be on that like bleeding edge in order to be fulfilled, be inspired, uh, love what you do, or like, is this like a long play? So like five, six years down the line, you could just be like chilling in your crypto art mansion, uh, you know, doing things on your own time or, or is that, is that like way too far off to even think about? I just like, I don't give a fuck about the mansion, man. You know, like I just, I kind of, I've already done it like I already lived the lifestyle of like the things and I'm like it's it's interesting because it's like you know what are you what are you doing all this for you know right and I'm just like I don't know to have the more the same thing happen again you know and I'm like I was actually reflecting I was like I used to like go to Vegas I, like I already made all the money and then I kind of I crashed it all into the ground because of a float tank experience like actually had a I was in a float tank and I just kind of like heard the message to just like leave it all behind and 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 you know and i'm like what is that is that a mental disorder i'm like you know, i'm hearing things in in a flow tank that then dictate the course of my life um wait you know, help me out man what's float tank uh sensory deprivation chamber oh, oh okay okay i know what you mean you, yeah yeah you, so like you went to one or created one or like what how, um, how does that work I used to, I actually hadn't gone back in a few years and I just went back and it was kind of a, it was a different experience, but like it, it became this, like, um, I used to float a lot and it became sort of like this spiritual practice for me. Cause you know, if you, what people like stole of the virtues of, um, meditation, it's that, but it's sort of like, you don't have to do anything. Like literally you can, you're just lying there and you're surrendering and you know, there's no more sense data coming in. So you're, you know, um, what is that? Like, what is that state? And it puts you into a theta state. And then what is that? You know, um, people have different sort of theories about that, but, um, and so you were I, like, leave it all behind, uh, af after that or after, yeah, I was just kind of like, you know, like I, I had it all and I, and I left it all behind and, you know, that would, I didn't know that, you know, in a few years I would find myself like literally sleeping on the street you know um well so, so the like, answer is you're not looking for like the mansion or whatever that that's not like end goal for you it sounds like i mean it sounds like yeah. you might be in a situation where you might end up with like a shitload of money at some point that you got to figure out to do with but it, it doesn't sound like that is what is driving you i, I guess is what i'm trying to say yeah, man. And then like, ultimately, I think that, you know, the secret is like, that's, that's never the thing that's driving anyone, really, you know, it's like, how, how good of a, how good of the like, you know, the, the CIA backed sort of, um, 
things that we're told are the things that will power the next wars. Um, yeah, man. You know, all the people I know who like are all about the money are like sort of assholes. <laughs> so yeah, and, I know, mean, somebody figured out how to like also use the like asshole psychopathy genes to sort of like you know, and I don't know. Like it's interesting to to try to dis like to discern which of these games are like pre-programmed and which of these games are just sort of like natural, you know. But I keep I keep like edging on these like philosophical questions in this thing i feel like i should just uh i i'll, I'll rephrase your 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 question which i think was like you know what am i doing this for yeah yeah you know like <sighs> some part of me wants to like basically say like listen listen to terence mckenna you know or uh <laughs> In, in the world of the unknowns, it's such a vast universe. And we're all kind of like scratching at it in our, in, our, in our best like senses. And I feel like, I guess, you know, existential questions kind of like stump me, you know, like, what am I doing this for? Uh, it's, um, yeah, if you, I mean, if you, if you let me take the, the mic, I'll just like drive us off a cliff. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for the rest of my life, right? Like, you know, figuring that out in the middle of figuring it out and then making art, you know, that's kind of, it's interesting, you know, because like with uh, with coronavirus and everything, you know, there's like, <clears throat> like I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, do I have like some congestion? And I'm like, oh my God, am I going to die, right? <laughs> it's sort of like, but I think that's kind of the thing now. So it's an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting even question to like ponder of like, you know, what am I doing this for? You know, because I, there's times that like I've wanted to have kids and yeah. And it's like, you know, what do I do this for? Just, I guess, I guess I trust that there's something in me that's doing as much as I can to do something that's actually good for everybody. You know, oh yeah, man. Like, I, like there, there's there's an aspect of I think the future of this whole thing that I think is is really beautiful, which is like people actually being able to like express what's in them, um, put it out there, have somebody else like vibe with it, you know, exchange cryptocurrencies for it, you know, like Carlos uh, Carlos Marcial. Like, have you um, talked to that cat? He's uh, he's the other. Uh, full-time crypto artists out there that I know of. I, I see him pop up on my Twitter feed every now and again. I've, I've checked out his art. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, because I think, I think he, I'm pretty sure he's all in on this too, you know, and I'm like, uh, actually, we collabed when we, when we first got onto SR. That's actually one of my favorite things that I haven't talked about in this interview that I want to talk about, which is like collabs. I'm obsessed with collabs. You know, I think that's one of the things that like with Ace, think, because um, I think like, uh, one of the most rewarding experiences that I've had so far is like bringing on an artist um, onto the platform and we're like, this is our first NFT, right? And to them, it's not the world that they usually live in because, you know, they're like, like the one I dropped yesterday is a, um, it's like a three-way street art collab between T-Smoke, like his character, like you'll see it all over LA, like, but like, you know, sort of like, 
uh, electrical boxes and things like that. He's kind of like, you know, in the, in the Banksy sphere of like, they're not known, you know, like these, these cats that kind of do it because the, for their own passion, kind of like if you've seen uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop. Gift Shop? I don't think so. Exit Through the Gift Shop, um, where uh, there's like a bunch of footage of like all the street artists, you know, and like, it's really cool because it kind of documents like some of the history of what was going on. And um, like, I met some of those street artists like out here in LA and I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's a, it's fun to be a part of this whole thing. Right. But to, to get back to my like early point, like a lot of my collabs are with artists who just don't know like what NFTs are. So I'm just like, Hey, let's, let's read, like, let's do a piece together. Um, I'll tokenize it, you know? And then like later on that day, I'll be like, Hey, what's your PayPal? I want to send you, you know, so you're, you're straight up onboarding people then basically. Oh yeah. And I love it. It's one of my most rewarding pieces of it. Cause like, I feel like I did that with, uh, yeah. like lip smack. Like he's, he's just got listed on like known origin. Right. And like, he's like, he's in his own. Cause I just think he's like, his stuff is like next level. Right. And it's like, I feel like as an artist to have the opportunity to eventually sort of like start yeah, onboarding like other artists into this space who I think are like, you know, it's sort of like, um, I remember when I was talking to Matthew at Scent, because I was starting to do some of that sort of like last year, we were talking a lot about like, uh, uh, what was it? Um, who, the, who the like hip hop mobile? Oh yeah, it was like, you know, Def Jam or something like that. Uh, back in the day, same, same sort of thing. It's like mm. uh, just doing things for the passion, for the love of it. And then uh, the ability to like bring new artists in, you know, and like see them succeed on their own. I like, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce Prekopavon's name, right? But he's like, he's like a homie. Um, we just started talking like on an, inst uh, I, I liked his Instagram stuff. And we started talking and I kind of like threw this, uh, threw this thing together called HTTPXX, which is still sort of like my, you know, my, my street gang. Uh, literally, like I'd like put that downtown, and um, if you see HTTPXX like in different parts of the world, like that's probably some of the OG gang of just like, but like that thing, you know, like it's it goes to sort of like very like mythology hero's journey today is is kind of like my vibe, but it's but it's like that. It's like you know hustling like these guys like T Smoke and. Um, and scrib right like they're just they're just like street artists and they're like doing you know i mean they're they're fucking doing the thing um i, I mean i got arrested for for doing street art so i'm like i i didn't do it right you know <laughs> but like i you know they're doing that thing and like 10 years from now you're gonna like look at this thing and be like oh yeah i snagged this thing up it was 20 bucks you know there's like 100 bucks and there's a hundred of them you know, but it's like if we keep if we keep rolling, um, and I think this whole thing like we've passed the point in our return with this juggernaut. You know, like I think people are starting to like really pay attention, um, and I think eventually like the rest of the world will will kind of like creep in. <laughs> you know, what is this crypto art thing? Because I mean, like from a very like philosophical perspective too it's like okay so i put yeah. something out i tokenize it here's this thing the true reflection of like who i am in in this moment or like what i'm thinking about or what this thing is and it becomes like tradable right like so it's like 
nowhere, no one else in the history of art has it been this empowering, right? Because you can literally like, if you believe in a peace of mind, you're just like, oh yeah, like like you did with your with your ticket, right? You're like, okay, this is this could be something big, right? And it becomes this like thing for you, and you're like personally attached to it, and and but yeah. then it also becomes something you can trade, you know. And I think this is like the the groundbreaking thing of this whole thing is like, oh, this this you have complete liquidity sort of in your you know nifty space of like things that. Because I've done the same kind of thing, you know, like I've had something and I'm like, and I can see some of my like early um, uh, collectors are like, I can hear the like their thoughts turning, you know, of just like, okay, well, do I want to like flip this for, you know, 10x? Uh, yeah, you know, because it might be more important for them to like feed their family right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, everybody's got their like different motivations and everything to like be in the space and everything. But and I, I agree with like the historical perspective that you're putting on things. And that is one of the reasons why I bought the ticket. And and to be totally frank with you, that's like one of the reasons why I want to have conversations like these with people like yourself so that who knows, man, maybe 50 years down the line, they're like, yo, Max Osiris, the, the famous artist. Did you ever catch like the real candid conversation he, have, he had like back when he was just starting out? Like, you know, everyone who's in this, scene i feel like is trying to grasp onto this thing that we all know is happening in their own way and, and trying to put their mark on the, the beginning of, of whatever this is yeah man and i like i actually um I've, so i haven't been really been active too because i feel like i think i've felt some of that kind of like coming too is just i'm just like i'm gonna i'm just basically gonna keep like i feel uh it's funny like he's got picked up uh andre 3k piece which was like really meaningful uh because i met you know andre 3000 um here last uh, um last year i think it was um or no maybe it was a year and a half ago and i like i, I get like i gave him this piece um of art that i had That's awesome that actually because i'm like because to me he's um he's so inspiring and in that he's like kept true to himself but at the same time like if you know anything about him he's kind of like he's pretty private like it's and it's interesting because you know he's like out there outcast hey yeah but he's kind of like and i feel like Chappelle went through the same kind of thing you know of just like kind of i don't know just like it's such an intimate yeah. thing like like real art you know and like and then like it scares the shit out of like basically kind of the, the like the juggernaut that this is and that it's becoming you know and i and i'm and i'm in a pretty in a pretty good position because i feel like and this is kind of yeah I can see that. i'm in a good position because i feel like i can still explore what art is for me you know um as i go forward um without sort of like becoming like a you know a gallery jockey and i feel like that's the that's the one of the great revolutions in yeah but it's weird becoming a brand at the same time man i know you don't like the b word uh <laughs> well but i'm also like i'm also cognizant of it you know what i mean like i actually kind of um yeah. like all the stuff that went down you know like it was good for the brand quote unquote you know and i'm like 
same thing with like a whale shark and i think he kind of tried to i think like it's good news for the brand right yeah but like there's i don't know like there's there's some you know like in this and in life and everything there's people that i like build relationships with that i trust you know and it's like uh you know robness iskiat sparrow Elon Katin, he's part of the HTPXX crew. Like Oficinas, he's like, he's OG. Like he just did the hack tau piece, right? And I'm like, but that's like, that's my fam, right? Like that's the that's the people that um, like I co-created things with mm -hmm. and we both wasn't about well, like what, what, like people are trying to co-opt these things, you know? And I like that, I think anything where there's like money and power and influence is gonna like, it's gonna, come with that and i'm kind of in the in the like i'm not i'm kind of staying out of the light um i'm gonna keep creating stuff that i want to create you know um but i see these like waves coming in these like you know uh like influence and money and like the, the whale shark was like the biggest thing of that you know just like whoa but people kind of like read between the lines of what was happening you know and and that's that's where like i give a lot of like props to the artists who didn't fall for like the hype yeah. or see or could kind of like assess because I, I feel like being like i don't know being an artist like and staying true to your art it's this like you know it's i don't know it's like a priesthood or something you know like um but to something that that, that is indefinable and like i think like <laughs> real recognizes real you know yeah. and and the thing the super trippy part about that though is like i think every, yeah. everyone like they're the real you know so it's like it's no dude weird. i i'm i'm with you a thousand percent man and uh yeah it's like i mean so, some of this stuff catches fire and i'm like and, and it's just like it's cool to like write it because i feel like robness is definitely gonna has have his like cyber trucks and he's definitely gonna realize his like you know multi-million dollar per nft like prices like he's just he's got it right like and I'm and I'm sort of like, I see it. I, I was you know like when he first kind of like jumped into the scene. I was just like everyone was like, who the fuck is this kid? And I was like, no, nah, he gets it. He's he's riding it, you know. Um, and then like to be able to like count the, uh, you know, like the entire like trash art movement and just like how cool is that for an artist? You know, just to be like look back in the history. You know, like you're probably floating through space at this point because you're in seven D mode and you're like, look at that wasn't that cool that thing that thing that i did you know and like what it caused and and, and yeah man yeah i think in in the wikipedia article of like the history of crypto art it's trash art will definitely get like a, a bullet point in there like you know when we're looking back at the, <laughs> the full history and i genuinely like appreciate your like super real like attitude thanks man yeah i'm it's it's um yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to figure out life, man. But like <laughs> this, this, um, the crypto art thing, man, like we on it, man, we on it. I mean, like, I think, and I think it's just going to like get bigger and, and things that come into the space are going to, you know, it's just like, I guess, I guess like, I like, I like, you know, you were like, what are you doing this all for? I think it's a, it's a cool thing to meditate on. And even if I don't have an answer, I think it's it's a worthwhile endeavor to to kind of explore um, and to make sure that I don't get co-opted by like sort of 
the things that I started to make art against in the first place. If that makes any sense. Oh, dude, that I actually really, really like that statement. And uh, I don't know, man, I didn't mean to like get extra profound with it, but I, I you know, I'm sort of like <laughs> reflecting on like what my answer would be to that question uh, as well. And I'm truthfully not like entirely sure. And, and maybe that's something I need to meditate on for a little bit. Dude, we're going to have to do this again, man. This was yeah, sure. like a fucking awesome conversation. And I would genuinely like really, really like to follow up with you like, uh, uh, you know, a couple months down the line once like, you know, your full reemergence has happened. But uh, dude, just from like a straight up like stick to like believing in the space and, you know, hustlers perspective, man, like mad respect for uh you know getting the rug pulled out from underneath of you and sticking to your guns and you know coming out the other side man i, I feel like a lot of people would have just fucking caved or given up or or whatever and you found another way man what are you doing plug some shit man what what do you got out there these days i know you're like selling potatoes what what else you got that uh, <laughs> is, is of mention that our listeners should be hearing about Man, that's cool. Like I don't really get I don't get the, the opportunity to like plug stuff. Okay, cool. Let's see. What's what's cool right now? What's what's on my man, I don't know, like Elon Katin, Oficinas, they're like they're the gems, man. Like <laughs> I feel like I love them because they're like the world are gonna are, are gonna like discover their genius, you know, in a, in different ways. Um lip smack, super into like pretty much like street artists, you know, like, like, uh, tea smoke, uh, scrib syntax sellout, like, and this is, you know, maybe this is just like a consequence of like living in LA, but I like, I admire, I admire like street art paved, like what we're all living in now. Right. And like, even like the LA show that I did, like, it was just like straight homage to, to, to street artists who I think like, man like if there's one thing that i could like be a part of it would be to uh and this actually happened after i got like i got arrested for making street art which i, I was just like art. i was like this is just art right <laughs> and they're like uh no this is you know this is still a crime and i was like oh wait <laughs> it was cool man like you know what i mean <laughs> so it's this like it's you know it's like the banks thing right now of just you know I'm like uh was it just a bunch of employees like uh you know just like scrubbing scrubbing down you know right nobody's art oh oops you know, you know turned out to be banks even like and i think that's like at the core of this whole fucking thing is just like like we're all that like we're all this aliveness this like the aspect of like the art making process for myself that's so gratifying is the like i get to like be my inner child and i get to be like oh like what's interesting which direction do i go oh i'm gonna you know throw this back in photoshop and see where it goes because these things like even like the the uh like the the drizzy piece right after my uh, la art show that i did that like matthew scooped up um it was uh like i had a vision for that piece like in my like third eye i was like walking around sort of like a hollow projection of like what this thing was going to be and i was just like well i have to make it now you know and um and i did and it kind of like went on its own journey and then like the final product 
looked nothing like what I intended it to, but at the same time, it sort of did. But like, and I think like to me, that's the like beautiful and profound process of making art is the is the like trying to materialize and to form these things that like we feel and in the process of it is like where where the pleasure of making art comes from for me well said man and uh dude i i appreciate you shouting your people out because i'm in a very similar boat man where i feel like i got a core group of people that are very supportive of me and and without them you got nothing right you, you really need like some people in your corner who got you back uh and, and you know you can count on so hell yeah man. shout out to, yeah. to your crew and everything and, and what you guys have been able to accomplish dude let's let's cut it for today and we will definitely be in touch to do a reboot of this episode uh a couple months out and uh looking forward to staying in more in the loop with your shit man this has been awesome thanks thanks for this appreciate you bye yep we'll do it again <laughs>